0: Hey everybody, welcome to Season 4 of What's IGN Crashing On? I'm Karen Walby solomon and I'm your host, and we're here to talk about what's hot in pop culture. Today's episode is brought to you by Syntech. Cintic is a technology company that sources and distributes industry-leading products and brands from around the world. Welcome to Episode 8! Today on the episode, we have Isha Blaka. Isha is in the new Tyler Perry film, A Medea Homecoming, and he plays the best friend roommate of Medea's great-grandson, who I almost want to spoil it, but I don't. So I, uh, so I was like about to tell you guys what happened, but he's he plays. The, that's all I'm gonna say. He plays the <laughs> best friend of Medea's, um, Medea's great grandson. It's just so weird for me because Tyler Perry as Medea doesn't look that old to me. I like, have a know he's trying to play like a f- fully grown great grandson. That's how when you see great,
1: yeah. like, wait, give me back up a little, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, great-grandson. Yes, it's his granddaughter's son, her granddaughter's son. But, yeah, he actually explains more about his role in the interview. So I'm not going to, to give too much away. And he talks about what it's like being on set and being cast and, and, all, and all that stuff. He grew up in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and he lived in the U.K. And he's got, like, he, he's a very interesting backstory. But also, very excitingly, which I discovered, like, two minutes before we started the interview. And I wish I'd known. I don't know how. I, I promise, guys, I research a lot before I interview somebody. But he just, like, offhandedly said to me, and we like, chatting. It's, like, hoppers 11 at night here. I am tired. I just came to an interview. I'm going to interview an event. And he's like, oh, you're in South Africa. And I'm like, yes, I'm in South Africa. Because I always think, like, oh, that's an exciting thing. Um, and he's like, yeah, I used to live in Cape Town. And I'm like, What? What? like you, you just don't expect it. And he was like, "Yeah, I lived there for about six months," and but like so casual. And I'm like, "Sir, if I had known this, I would have like, you know, peppered in some questions some
1: relevant to the space, you know."
0: <laughs> yeah. So guys, like, don't judge me. I know you're gonna be like, "Yo, she, he lived in Cape Town, and you didn't even say anything." <laughs> and how bad are you, Karen? Dumb. You know, I know you're gonna <gasps> think that. No, I'm not you dumb. <laughs> Please, stop it with know. the negative self-talk. But, <laughs> but just before you say it, uh, I just want you to know that I only find at two minutes before. I actually do think I say that in the interview. But yeah. Um, also, um, welcome, Leanne. I, I didn't introduce you. Yeah, I'm just been chirping I, in the background like flagged, a ghost. Yeah, I get flack for not introducing <laughs> you also on social media. They'll be like, oh, Leanne was there. And she just Karen didn't say anything. Yeah. So Leanne is here. We are very excited to bring you this episode Amadea, is very popular in South Africa. was number one on Netflix, and and it was a really nice chat. He was he was such a he was such a welcoming and gracious person to talk to. So I'm excited for you guys to listen. So this is our chat with Isha Blaker from Amadea Homecoming. So hi, Isha, how are you?
2: I'm good, Karen. How's it? How's it? <laughs>
0: I love it. you started with that, um, with a very South African greeting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I used to live there, so I should remember,
1: right?
0: (laughs) As we just discovered, like, two seconds ago, and I'm, like, easing into it as if I knew this all along. So, welcome to What's IGN Crashing On. How has it been? How have you been? How's the last crazy two years been for you?
2: Two years? Um... COVID-y. Oh, in that sense. yeah, Yeah, It's really strange. The whole industry changed. I just started auditioning right before COVID, I think. So those were still in-person auditions. uh, Because I still had to get my visa. I just got my visa and then immediately I started auditioning. And COVID hit and everything became self-tapes, acting classes from home, just locked Mm -hmm. in at home, you know. And I know you guys, it's already not easy for South Africans to travel, but now i think you guys weren't allowed anywhere or even outside and i was still quite lucky that um when i went to europe i was going home and because of my visa status here i could always come back so i could still Mm -hmm. travel and um work-wise it's been actually one of the best years so yeah i'd say good
0: that's amazing so you play a large role in medea's homecoming so tell us more about the character of
2: It's interesting, actually, because when you watch the, the 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 trailer, I'm also I'm almost not in there, but in the movie, I'm in almost every scene. Um, but Davi is uh, I just graduated from uh, from college, and my best friend Brandon, we're going home to uh, his celebration. We're going to celebrate at his grandma's house, who is Medea, and there he has a big secret that he's going to unveil. Mm. He is coming out of the closet. I'm supporting him. I have some of my own secrets as well, which mm. um, are almost completely different from what you might expect from the movie. So I don't want to spoil anything. Mm. And um, yeah, and then Medea and all the older, all other older people are just joking about it constantly. So <laughs> yeah, I have a serious part, and everybody else makes fun of it.
0: <laughs> it is like it's like you you're serious, and everybody else is like the most outrageous jokey. And <laughs> but. Uh, th- that's the, the elements we expect from a Madea film. So what is it like working with Tyler Perry?
2: Ah, the man does everything. You know, and he directs, he, he acts with you, he's the one who books you. You're shooting it on, in his studios. And, you know, it's a huge, huge ground. And I know they shoot a lot in Cape Town as well. I've shot there a lot as well, but this is a huge... And then in that, 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 on those grounds, there's a little village where they have all these uh, villas and small houses where they shoot all these mm. different shows. And the little part of that is a little neighborhood reserved for Medea. It's Medea's neighborhood. There's specific cars outside there. It looks a bit more ghetto than the rest of the village. And then there's Medea's house and you're shooting inside Medea's house. So you're in the man's world. And that's very interesting, you know, and then it's just a blessing to be able to be a professional who shows up and, and does his part there very well. Uh, and he himself, there's just a great company to work for. We got this varsity jacket afterwards <laughs> just because, hey, it's Medea, it's coming back here, you know, and um, yeah, great company, great man to work for. Uh,
0: and the rest of the cast?
2: The rest of the cast was... Um, yeah, I learned a lot from them. They're amazing. It was a nice, really nice group. Everybody was really cool with each other. Uh, there was no animosity whatsoever. Um, I'm still friends with with all of them, but, you know, I still hang out with Brandon and mm-hmm. Candice Maxwell. Um, so Brandon actually became a friend of me afterwards as well we shot all the scenes together had all the nerves together it was our first feature film together oh. and um it's funny because he was struggling with his speech in the show and um outside he was also like oh i hope i'm gonna get it right and i was like yeah you're gonna get it you know <laughs> and we had the same parts you know as well outside and um and he had this thing that he came out as a gay man and i think that's amazing he did that amazingly well Mm-hmm. and i have my job of stirring up trouble with uh, a lot of people and uh and i have a big secret that comes out as well and um i did my part yeah
0: mm.
2: and brandon Carroll was also super fun yeah
0: it's like i don't want to spoil what your secret is so let's just yeah carry on talking around it i must say i was shocked <laughs> that's what <laughs> i'm gonna say because i thought i knew what that was gonna be and by the end of i, was like, I had no idea i had no idea so your character has a very interesting heritage. And was that inspired by your own background?
2: Yes and no. Mm-hmm. So my character is partially Irish, um, partially Dutch, and, and lived in the UK for a very long, long time. What had happened was that they, for the audition, they were looking for uh, an Irish speaking uh, person. And I couldn't do the accent in Irish. So I said, hey, I can do British. And I did actually. And um, yeah, then a month later, I heard that I got the job. And then I said, hey, you know, can I work with a speech coach to make sure that I can really, you know, hone in on and get it properly done? And they said, okay. And then they were like, you know what, just, you know, you have a Dutch accent as well. Can we hear that? Okay. That's also cool. You know, do that. And I was like, okay. And then I had to go study that because I haven't spoken my Dutch accent in English. For the past five years. English is my second language, not my mm. first language. So you know, I've been trained to speak like an American and now I have to go back in a week, which is a cool challenge. Yeah.
0: So so you say you were trained to speak like an American. Is this for the role or before that?
2: No, this is really acting. If oh, I have okay. to play a soldier and I can't be a half Dutch soldier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? Okay, yeah. make <laughs> <laughs> Um but, like, what I enjoy about the Medea's cinematic universe, as they're calling it now, is that, like, it's very poignant as it speaks to what it's like being black in America. And obviously, you come from a different perspective, you know, coming from Europe. And obviously, us being black in Africa is uh, a whole other ball game. So, like, how do you feel, like, being able to represent this different side of, you know, black culture that, you know, they don't often see in those films?
2: It was also shot in Atlanta. Which mm. is you know there's the you know, you get a lot of that culture there very quickly, since I've been here in America, you know we're all part of the African diaspora, you not because you're still in Africa, but um you know, as a South American slash mm. European, we're all Western, so a lot of black Americans look at me and they assume that I'm supposed to act a certain way, but then I don't. So they say, oh, you act Caucasian or you act a certain way, you speak a certain way. I'm just like, no, I speak the way I do, but you just don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. And I speak a lot of slang, but that's in my first language in English. I just learned to speak it one way and then that's the proper way. And I try to do that as much as possible. So I have to say that being in America here for the past six years, five, six years, I think most of the racial issues that I've had or comments or questions are from other black people. Um, but I don't hold against them because I'm the alien. I need mm. to make, it, you know, the, the translation, I have to explain it to them. And often they understand um, if that conversation is not there, a lot of people misunderstand. That's okay. You know, mm. uh, I think there's there's been a lot of trouble in this country. Um, a lot of bad things happened, a uh, long history. And, and, you know, they've struggled a lot more than, than a lot of other people in, in the same African diaspora.
0: Mm. A, so true. So Okay, so, like, what is your favorite part of filming The Homecoming?
2: Uh, there's a fight scene in the movie. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun because we tried to shoot, we shot it, and I think it was Tyler Perry who said, okay, yeah, this is boring. It's not working. And then it just became all-out chaos. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost like a real fight. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, that was fun. Um, what else? It's just speed. You know, we finished quickly. One, We shot the whole thing in one week, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, so audition was overnight. Uh, a month later, and I heard, hey, you know, you booked it. Um, you have a week to prepare, accident and everything. And then we shot it in a week. So we finished early. Then we got scenes from the next day. So sometimes you have to think on the fly and get mm-hmm. it done. And, and you know, yeah, you do the best acting that you can, but. It was. It was definitely, uh, yeah, challenge.
0: You
2: know, mm. boot camp.
0: Was acting always part of your plan, or was it something that came to you afterwards?
2: No, I, I, um, I model. That's mm. also why I live in South Africa. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you're from Cape Town, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I came to America and people said, hey, try acting class, okay, and I started doing it. And then after a while, I fell in love with it. And I didn't know whether I should really, you know, put all my efforts into it. And one day I ran into Pharrell Williams uh, outside here in Manhattan. I thought, man, he's the right person to ask. So, you know, I was, and I went up to him, I said, hey, sir, Mr. Pharrell, sir, can I please <laughs> ask you a question, sir? Yeah, 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 and I said, You know, I have this thing that I fell in love with this craft, and I just don't know whether I should, you know, what what to do with it. Do you have any advice? And he was like, well, what would you do for the rest of your life if all your bills were paid? Mm. And I said, I don't know. (laughs) My mind went blank. I said, I don't know. And then I was trying to meet up with my girlfriend at the time, and then I met up with her, and I told her the story, and she said, "Um, well, what about the next five years? And I said, acting and 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 now five years later i mean i have a lead role in a netflix movie that's number three in the world number one in south africa on netflix (laughs) and um yeah just on a journey now yeah
0: so through this whole journey what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned
2: oh jesus Uh, take it step by step and day by day because you're operating in a world where everybody else knows what it's like and they've seen other people do it, all your managers and agents, and you're finding it out mm. day by day. So you want all these things, but, you know, you got to take a step back and then be healthy with yourself and know that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm. So I'd say, um, short-term inpatient, long-term patient. Mm.
0: That's right So what is next for you?
2: Auditions, class. Mm-hmm. More modeling, uh, a lot of press, um, like I said, <laughs> day by day, you know.
0: <laughs> that just like perfectly went into the next one. But um, this is the question that we ask everybody, but who was your first celebrity crush?
2: I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first job that I did was a job back home in the Netherlands, and mm. um, it was the first acting job that I booked. And. Funnily enough, it was with a, a local celebrity. I'm not going to say her name because then it's going to pop up on the internet, you know. <laughs> and I used to be—I used to have a crush on her, you know, when I was 16, and, and yeah, I think I had a picture of her, you know, as well. Um, I, I was no, seriously, I was, I was, I was manifesting that, you know, one day, or whatever. And then I booked the part, and it was her show as well. And I was her partner in the show. And I would forgotten about the whole thing. And I am just there doing my thing. I was really nervous. I didn't know what it was. And and at one point, I was like, oh, yeah. I used to have this crush on her when I was 16. And I told her, and we laughed about it. And all the nerves went away. She was really cool about it. And then it was just work. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So you,
0: like, actually got to work with your crush, which is, like, the absolute dream.
2: Yeah, I didn't even realize it at first. You know, that's how you manifest things and forget about it
0: that's a good that's a good tip for everyone listening but thank you isha this was lovely thank you so much for joining us um yeah everybody watch medea's homecoming well everyone in south africa i feel like has already seen it because (laughs) because it was number one for so long but um i hope that yeah those who haven't will listen to it but
2: another one just follow me on instagram
0: (laughs) and follow you on instagram Thank you so much. This was lovely.
2: Thank you. Thank
0: you. So that was our interview with Isha Blaka from Amadea Homecoming. *Amadea Homecoming is now available, now available, now streaming on Netflix. It's a lot of fun. This I'm sorry, Leanne, I just have to tell you this This is a scene where Medea threatens Rosa Parks with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And I love so much. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I don't even want to explain why or how or anything. I just want to tell you this that scene. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't
1: expecting it there was a box yeah. in a Madeira movie, but here we are 2022.
0: <laughs> she her with a gun to get off the bus. But anyway, okay, so let's talk about what have you been crashing on, Leanne?
1: Okay, so two very different things. Just because life's been weird, I saw the Batman, which mm. unexpectedly loved. I think just mm. because I we did not need another Batman movie, I was just like, really, another one? It felt so recent after Christopher Nolan's versions, and his versions are so good. And I felt like maybe R. Pat's and and Zoe Kravitz, because of the the press tour and the hype, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But Steve was was very amped, and so he ended up booking for us to go watch it. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Just the take on it, mm. it felt... I'll say to Steve, as someone who grew up watching, like, the old-school Batman Beyond animated <laughs> series, it was the closest to that mm. Batman, I think, that I've seen on screen. Like, it was gritty mm. and grungy and, like, dark, and it's the Gotham I knew from the series. So I really, really enjoyed it. And just the way they built it is like, this noir detective story and
0: mm. yeah no it was fantastic
1: absolutely loved it mm. uh
0: you saw it too what were your thoughts oh no i enjoyed it i had a good time <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like ooing and eyeing i was like intrigued by the story mm. you you talk about like the nolan movies being recent i was very into the the tv show gotham Mm. So for me, like everything Gotham is very recent <laughs> because it ended like maybe a year or two ago, yeah. or maybe I only caught up a year or two ago. But um so obviously, like all the villains and all the characters, I I knew quite a well while from from well, I mean obviously from law and from comics and stuff, but mostly from that series because it was so decent for me. And and I don't know, I just enjoyed it. I had a I love Robert Pattinson, like mm. I would die for him. Okay, i don't know if I would die for him, but I really love him, and I was so glad at the casting. I just I, I do think he could have looked a little bit cleaner. I know everybody's like, "Oh, emo Batman." I'm like, "Nia, a Batman cut your hair." I know, uh, like the the weird emo kid with the and fringe in front of his face. Little, yeah, look a <laughs> bit sexier. I'm sorry, just look a little bit 60-year. Uh, and I know that's not what they were going for. Don't come at me, but but just for my pleasure. But Zoe,
1: be who Damn, I was not the king. Uh, I know you were
0: asking. <laughs> yeah, no, but just like I know yeah. you were asking about how good the movie was, but. She yeah. had, yeah, no. It was <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Did you see this? Um, no, no, I really enjoyed it. There
1: was a, a bunch of tweets Ready? or or yeah, a bunch of tweets where they were like, so um Panson deserves all the credit just for being able to act when Zoe Kravitz is looking at him. <laughs> and I was
0: like, Yeah, no. <laughs> so true. <did> you... <laughs> so true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, th- I thought I thought was a very good film. It was a little bit long, I did mm. think. Towards the end, I was getting a bit tired, but um, I thought it was a very good film, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see what they do next. Mm. I hope they bring Zoe Cavett back. Yeah, what else? Um, the second
1: one is very strange. So we we ended up going out, and I was a little bit hungover, and on a hungover day, you just want to be on the couch, and we ended up putting on the six-hour BBC Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> mm. and I was That's like, weird.
0: It's not You're talking to me. <laughs> I know, I'm like talking to, to me. <laughs> I watch it like once a year,
1: <laughs> but I'm like, because obviously the 2005 version is like my go-to generally on a good day. Mm. But yeah, it's not often that I bust out the six-hour one. And like, yo, mm. I just remembered how good it is. Just Colin Firth mm. and Jane Early, I think her name is. Yeah, no, so good, so so good. If you have the time and the inclination, do it.
0: always not even if you don't have the time still do it Um, so opposite to a six hour my crashing on i've been watching a lot of stuff that's either can't talk about or is just we've already spoken about on the podcast so this one is a little bit weird but i watched this tiktok series Mm -hmm. so it's called scattered and the australian government and They sponsored, well, they paid towards this production company to create almost like a TV show, TV show quality content on TikTok. And it was all one minute, 30 episodes, one minute. So it's basically like 30 minutes. So the opposite of your six hour, (laughs) it's 30 minutes. Uh, And I watched it all in one and it's called Scattered. And it, it basically, this guy passes away and he's just before his 21st birthday. And his three friends, like, they take his ashes and they want him to, like, celebrate his 21st birthday as it's, you know, mm. just before it's like his ashes are gonna be scattered. So, they, yeah, they want to celebrate the 21st birthday and um, then they lose the ashes. Then they have what? to go back and try to find the ashes. And, like, but they also, his three friends are each dealing with their own emotions towards his death, mm. towards the relationship with him. And I just thought it was really well done. Like it's very underrated. Not a lot of people like spoke about it or they don't even have like a lot of likes and stuff on, on, on TikTok. But like the quality is like, it's like you're watching a TV show and it's just, I, it was, I just found it was such a beautiful story and like, Will is the name of the guy that died. And they barely show him. There's like one flashback of him. Mm. But he's such a poignant character in the show. And they talk about like he's queer. They're all kind of queer. But like, and he's growth to have his parents accept him. And his relationship with his childhood best friend. And this guy he liked. And he's, he's, he's like his fun friend. And each of those are just such a beautiful story. It's called Scattered. And if you look on... TikTok, it's why we call like Scat series or something like that. But 30 minutes, and yeah, I was I was actually like blown away. And I was mm. also blown away that like more people weren't talking about it. But and it used to come out like it came out I think in May
1: 2021.
0: June oh, so 2021. Around. it's been a down for a while and it used to come out like every day. And so obviously now I'm like glad because I could just binge watch all <laughs> like 30 episodes in one. Yeah. I was like, oh imagine I had to wait every day for one minute. But yeah, no. If you if you have the time, if you're interested, check out Scattered on TikTok. I just think that's
1: fascinating yeah. the way we're adjusting storytelling and narratives. I mean, using TikTok as a platform, mm. like or being able to tell such a poignant story in such short form. Um, mm. yeah, it's just it's such, a, it's such it an it is interesting way the way media is moving.
0: It really is. I mean, there was an sh- uh, app called Quibi. Yeah, they used to do that. Yes, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I just enjoy it because they had like Singled Out episodes. Oh, I love Singled Out. And be so- it was so short. I-, oh. Oh, I love Singled Out. I wish I'd bring it back. Kiki Palmer was the host and like, it was like very like non-conforming. Like it wasn't mm. just like state people. So it'll be like, you know, non-binary and... um queer relationships and normal straight people. So it'll be like, if it's straight people, then it's like a whole lot of guys mm. and like a girl be like picking one or whatever. And then if it's like a, a bi person or like pansexual person, then she'll choose girls and guys. And it was just like, it was just such a good format for 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 like uh, the new age. Oh. Mm, even if they even if they make like full episodes, they should bring back um Singled Out. That's my plea, my petition for Singled Out 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Syntech. Syntech is a technology company that sources and distributes industry leading products and brands from around the world. Some exciting news! We have tickets to an exclusive pre screening of Morbius in Johannesburg and Cape Town. Are you need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago People all over the world have my disease I'm here To find a cure
1: We have to push the boundaries, take the risks If you're gonna run, do it now Dr. Michael Morbius You've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger, then you were found on a container ship that washed up off a Long Island. Faces look When you're alone.
0: One of the most compelling and conflicted characters in Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters comes to the big screen as Oscar winner Jared Leto transforms into the enigmatic anti-hero Michael Morbius dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside of him is unleashed. Will good override evil or will Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? The screenings will take place at 7.30 on Thursday the 31st of March at New Metro Canal Walk and Stair The Zone at Rosebank. Check out our website to enter. We'll also be giving away some cool hampers in the coming weeks, so be sure to follow our social media for a chance to win. So that's a lot that's going on. We have a lot of exciting giveaways and events for listeners so it's a great time to be a crushing on listener don't you think yes Jan?
1: finally paying off time to give back to the listeners
0: Yes, yeah you guys that have been with us from the beginning listening to me humming and eyeing and <laughs> <laughs> laughing
1: now you have me to giggle awkwardly <laughs> in the
0: background <laughs> You paid the price. But thank you guys for listening this week. We'll be back next week with, um, with another great episode. Hopefully something more fun. We, we have a great show planned for you. So thanks so much. Bye. Me, you can find at Karen Walby on Instagram, at Karen Walbies with an S on Twitter, and sign up for my newsletter, wildestreams at wildestreams.substack.com. The podcast can be found at Crushing on Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find us at What's IGN Crushing On on YouTube. And you can find more information about this and all our other episodes on our website, CrushingOnPodcast.com. Send any feedback to mail at CrushingOnPodcast.com. And you can send us voice notes at plus two seven. 783622566. Six. Join our Facebook group, Crushing On Club, where we chat about the show, celebrity news, recommendations, the whole shebang. The show is produced by me, Karen, as well as Rebecca Barches and Leanne Philipson. The show is edited by Rebecca Barches. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maruf, and the show was created in partnership with IGN Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can any way that you can keep up to date with episodes by subscribing to the show on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts please rate and review the episodes on apple Podcasts, as it helps others to find the show we'll be back next week with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover see you then